Most people negotiate this way and it is really causing the destruction of their own thoughts. The most driven people in the world want to build great empires and leave a great legacy. This podcast, The Underestimated Entrepreneur, is my attempt at documenting the lessons I'm learning on my way to building a $100 million empire that helps people perform better in life and business. My hope is that you use these lessons to live a kick-ass life while building your own empire and leaving a powerful legacy. I hope you share and enjoy. Driven mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Let's talk about negotiation. Now, this is something that should never be negotiated, but I guarantee you negotiate with yourself about this. And that is your goals, that is your dreams, and that is the outcome and the lifestyle that you want. Almost everybody I come across negotiates with themselves around their own goals and their own dreams. Most people find it really, really hard to make clear decisions around what they want in life. Most people that I meet negotiate their own standards. Okay, when it comes to the weekend and someone says, just have a drink, they go, oh yeah, I'll just have a drink. And then during the week, they're on their diet and then they go, oh, you know, it's just a bit of chocolate. And then now all all of a sudden they're binge eating or overeating food and they're going to start again Monday. They negotiated with themselves. They negotiated their goals. They negotiated their standards. And the more that a person negotiates with their goals and their standards, the more they get stuck at a level that they can't get beyond. The more it destroys their self-worth, their self-confidence, their self-love, their self-respect. I guarantee, how often do you negotiate with yourself? How often do you negotiate with your standards? How often do you negotiate between what you want in life and what you really want in life versus what everyone else wants from you in life? How often do you want to do something and the first thing that pops up is somebody else in your mind and then you start to worry about what they're going to think or how they're going to act or how they're going to respond? The more you do that, the more you're negotiating with yourself around your goals, your standards, your expectations in life. But one day you're going to have to confront that. You're going to confront it now, or you're going to confront it later, or you're going to confront it at death. But at some point you have to negotiate the standards by which you live by. You're going to have to sit down and think back through your life and go, you know what? I did everything for everyone else at the expense of myself, or I kept putting my standards second. I kept worrying about what my partner thinks. I kept validating them instead of validating what I want. I was such a shit negotiator about my goals that I couldn't negotiate to get my partner on my side. And so I negotiated with myself to lower my own standards because that's what's happening most of the time in relationships. When couples talk about goals, most partners negotiate with their partner and they reduce their own standards. And so they allow their partner to get what their partner wants, but it's not even really what their partner wants. If your partner loves you, they want to get the best out of you, but they're just going to filter it through their own values, their own goals, and their own mission. Yet what happens is when couples talk about their goals, they negotiate with each other and come to sort of some intermediate standard, which isn't what either one wants. It's fucking shit. And then so because of that, the couple lowers their own standards in their relationship. They lower their own standards in their family dynamic. And so now they just live an average mediocre life instead of saying, no, this is what I want and this is why I want it. Instead of getting better at negotiating with other people, they keep negotiating with themselves and they negotiate in a shitty way. I've said this before in podcasts. When I go to Jess and I say, hey, this is what I want and this is why I'm going to buy it. If I want to do something, most of the time I just buy it and then I say, hey, I just bought this and here's why. And I explain to her. And if she's got a problem, then I I talk to her about it because I don't lower my standards because of my partner. I don't lower my standards because of my clients. I don't lower my standards because of the people I surround myself with. 
I raise my fucking standards and I pull other people up to my standards. When Jess comes to me and says, can I buy this? I'm like, I look at her and, and my first quote is this, are you a fucking adult? And then she laughs and she goes, oh, well, I was going to buy it, but I thought I'd check with you first. And I'm like, why? Go and get what you want. If that's what you want, go and get it. The reason why you're asking me is because you're afraid of what I might say later on if you make that decision. But at the same time, you should be smart enough financially to not buy shit that you don't need. You should be able to navigate those decisions effectively, and I back her because of it. Sometimes she buys dumb shit, so do I. But then we talk about it afterwards, and we go, right, how do we make a better decision next time? This is how you learn and grow as a couple. This is how you learn and grow with people around you. This is how you learn and grow if you've got a family. You can't negotiate your standards. You can't negotiate your mission. You cannot negotiate what you want. There have been a few times in my relationship with Jess, right? We've been together for 15 years now. And sometimes Jess will say things to me. She'll say, she hasn't for a long time, but she used to say to me, it's either me or the business. And I always say to her, don't make me make that decision. Because it's not my decision, it will be your decision. But I know exactly what I want in life. And I put it back onto her because I do not lower my standards for anybody. Now, sometimes that is very confronting for her. But what I also know is that if you're a man who's listening to this, I can guarantee if you negotiate your standards, you are not a man. You're a boy. And you're going to fucking hate me for saying that, but that's the truth. Every time you lower your standards, you're being a boy. You're not being a man. Because a real man is a tribal leader. They lead the tribe, which means that their decision is the decision. In an intimate relationship, now I'm not saying that you should overpower your female partner, but it's saying empower your female partner or your feminine partner. And even if you're homosexual and you're listening to this, if you're the more masculine person in the relationship, they want someone who is decisive. I get a standing ovation at events from women in the audience who are sick of being in a relationship with a person who cannot make a decision, who cannot make a commitment, has to run everything by everyone. It's pathetic. If you're in a relationship, a heterosexual relationship with a female partner and you're the dude who's listening to this, your female partner will disrespect you more and more and more the more you're indecisive. They honestly disrespect you and they probably won't say it to your face. But at my events, I guarantee it. And if you've been to my events before when I bring this up, jump in the comments and, and let me know, right? Let the other men know on here that women disrespect a man who is indecisive and can't make fucking decisions for themselves. Okay, because they know that they're lowering the standards of the family. They know that they're lowering the standard of the relationship. They know that that person is lowering their own standards and they're a people pleaser. Tribal leaders aren't a people pleaser. A real woman wants a man who is stable, who is decisive, who knows what they want and they find that sexy. But at the same time, I'm going to say this, that everything that you admire in your intimate partner is also the thing that frustrates you about them. So your partner is partly frustrated by your decisiveness, by your ability to stay committed to a goal, to a mission, to a vision at the expense of all other things. That pisses them off, but it is also attractive to them and it's what they admire about you. I have asked thousands of people at my events about this and almost always and the people who don't agree with this it's because they're fucking emotionally unstable every time i ask about this in my events the audience agree and 
especially women, agree that they want someone who is stable, who is confident, who provides stability in the home, who is also driven by a greater purpose. They admire that about a person, by their partner. They also know that it irritates them and they find it unsexy. And if you want to fucking destroy your sex life, be really indecisive around your feminine partner and watch them turn masculine. Watch them start to wear the pants in the family dynamic and watch them tell you what to do and take away your confidence, your power, your self-worth. But you gave it up. Someone has to have it. And if you're pathetic and a piece of shit and you're weak all the time and you're indecisive, then they're going to take over. That's what happens. That's mother nature. That's the laws of relationship. I noticed I used to do that because I was conditioned to think that way because my mum was very, very strong. But my mum always overpowered my dad. What I realized, though, over the years was that that is not effective in a relationship. Okay, and it used to cause a lot of tension and a lot of friction in their relationship. Now my dad is a lot more balanced and he's a lot stronger and a lot firmer around what he wants. And my mum has become a lot softer and a lot more feminine and a lot more supportive and nurturing in the family dynamic. Whereas my mum used to be the very aggressive one and my dad was just very passive and the nurturer in the family. But my dad used to get pissed off because he could never do what he wanted because my mum always used to rule the roost around the house. But that was because he gave up his masculinity. He gave up his decisiveness. He always negotiated with his goals. He negotiated with his dreams. He negotiated around what he wanted. But my mum never fucking did. Right? So I saw that and I tried having relationships like that when I was younger and they never worked out effectively. All I felt like I was just getting consistently crushed and told what to do in the relationship. And I never felt like I was getting the support that I wanted to achieve the goals that I wanted. And I started doing that in my relationship with Jess early on. And then eventually I realized, because I started studying around masculine and feminine energy, I started studying around relationship dynamics. I started learning about relationship psychology and how it works. And what I realized was that I was very feminine in the relationship and I was weak. That's not a tribal leader. When I became more masculine and I became, I won't say more dominant because when I talk about being dominant, most people think about it as dominating another person. That's not real proper dominance. Real dominance is that you know what you're there to do and you dominate that thing. And so for me, I just stick to my mission and I'm very dominant about that, right? I know what I want in life. So I go after that thing and Jess admires that. She finds it very sexy. She finds it attractive because most men are fucking weak in this day and age. Right, Most men are like, oh, I'm a tough guy. You're not a fucking tough guy. You're insecure. That's why you want to try and fight all the time. That's why you want to try and prove how fucking superior you are. You're weak. Right, Secure men are very grounded. They're very grounded. They know what they want and they go after it. They can't be pushed around. They don't care about other people's opinions. Right, They know what they want and they do the best thing for themselves because it's the best thing for their relationship and it's the best thing for their family. Hi Driven Mofos, you're probably aware that I've been working flat out on our social media presence to try to expand our community of Driven Mofos globally. I've been posting tons of free content to keep you inspired, driven, and working towards your goals. So if you haven't already followed and subscribed to all my social media channels, please make sure you do so as I post different content on different platforms. The links are available in the description of this podcast down below. Now that doesn't mean that you just overpower your partner and don't give a fuck about what they want. I highly care about what people want. I highly care about what Jess wants. But what I do is I talk to her, I communicate effectively with her, and I say, look, because of my mission, you're going to get everything that you want, right? You don't need to ask me about what you spend money on 
but I just know that you're smart enough to make good financial decisions. Don't go out and blow shit on things that don't matter. Go and spend things that matter to you because it increases your value. It increases your worth. You feel better about life. Don't give up your shit for me because then you'll lower your standards and you'll lower your self-worth for me. Don't do that. Right? And that's why when she comes to me and says, can I buy this? I say, aren't you a fucking adult? Because what I try to do is jolt her emotionally to stop doing it because I don't want her to do it. And I also don't want to have to run every decision that I want to make past her. If it is an important decision where I know that she's more effective, like right now, we're just about to hire a marketing agency and we are going over all the reviews and everything like that. She has amazing values and traits and I really value her contribution in looking through that stuff because she'll see things that I don't see. So I highly, highly, highly respect her opinion on that thing for those reasons. There are other things though where I do not need to ask her because I already know that I'm highly qualified and highly competent to make the right decision. And even if I fuck it up, I'll make it right. That's a real leader, right? And to be a real leader, you have to be masculine. Even women who head large organizations, the majority of the time, especially if they're effective leaders, are normally masculine throughout the day, right? Because they have to make decisions at the expense of the opinions of the tribe. Because sometimes the tribe doesn't know what's best for them because they're not qualified to make those decisions. That's why a tribal leader is a tribal leader. And the warrior is the warrior because they have to make those tough decisions. So what my point is, is never negotiate away your goals, your dreams, and your mission, especially if you're masculine. Now, also, if you're feminine on here, that's not saying that you need to negotiate yours either. It just females tend to communicate more effectively than what men do most of the time. But men are normally more decisive most of the time if they're more masculine. If women are more decisive than their male partner, it's because the female has become more masculine because they're insecure, or sometimes they're just naturally more masculine, right? But females tend to become more masculine when they feel unsafe or when they're afraid or when they're around someone who is wish-washy. So if you have a look, single mothers normally become more masculine in the way that they are at home because they have to be more of the protector. And so single mums become very masculine because they have to protect the tribe. They become more decisive. They become more focused. That's because they take on the masculine role. But what will happen is when they start dating, if they don't realize that they're more masculine in that situation, they'll either date someone who's very feminine and they'll find that person unattractive and wishwashy and they won't respect them. Or the other thing that happens is that you end up with two people who are quite aggressive because they're both very masculine. The best thing that can happen, I've worked with couples on this before, is that when they realize that this is happening, the feminine energy has to know how to let go of being the controller and the dominant one in the relationship and let the other person who is naturally more masculine take over that role. And they can become more feminine and become more of the supporter, the communicator, the nurturer, and the energy around the home. Right, Feminine energy is actually more powerful than masculine energy. Most people just don't know because they've never studied it. Feminine energy is known as water energy and earth energy. Masculine energy is known as fire and wood energy. Fire flares up quick and wood is very strong. On the other hand, feminine energy, if you look at nature, nature is very powerful. It's beautiful and radiant one day and highly destructive the next. Earth energy though, same thing. Earth energy has a beautiful life force about it. So nature is an amazing place because it allows everything to calm down, to settle, to heal, and to grow. So feminine energy is actually the most powerful energy. Masculine energy is strong. Feminine energy is powerful. That's why a feminine woman can convince someone who's masculine to do anything because they have the power. 
the problem is, is that most women have been taught through feminism, which is actually masculine. Most of the time when feminists fight, when they're fighting for feminism, when they're fighting for their rights, that's a masculine trait. And so what you'll find is a lot of the old school feminists are actually very masculine. And it gets miscommunicated because people think that because they're women, they're actually promoting feminism and it's not feminism. Feminism is more of a soft earth energy. It's about connection. It's about growth. It's about support. That is feminine energy if you actually study it. But most people don't. They just say shit because other people say shit, right? But you know, stupid shit is all throughout society. So never negotiate with your goals. Don't negotiate with your dreams, right? If you're masculine, do not negotiate with people around you, around your goals, your dream, and your mission. Know what you want, go after it, stay hungry, and keep pushing. If you're feminine, then communicate effectively about it, build great quality relationships, and I guarantee you'll get everything that you want. And if you're in a heterosexual relationship or even a homosexual relationship where there is always one masculine person, one person who's more masculine and one person who's more feminine, if you use your natural powers effectively, you'll get everything that you want and you work together as a team. That's how Jess and I work. That's also why I try to convince her or I use those strategies where I say, you're an adult because she doesn't need to ask for my approval because I don't want her to lower her standards because of me. That's how good relationships work and that's how effective relationships work. But it's also how you build your self-worth, whether you're masculine or feminine. Anyway, Driven Mofos, never negotiate with your goals and your dreams. Keep kicking ass. Have a great day. Remember, sharing is caring. Also, go check out the michaelmojo.com website. Go have a look at our new programs, our new products. And don't forget about Dominate either. Dominate being the new year. Holy shit, that program is fucking phenomenal for the price that you pay for it. At the moment, it's very cheap. It's a very low price point. You know, it's a monthly subscription. You can cancel at any time, but you get so much content in there and weekly coaching calls, group coaching calls with me personally. I guarantee if you want more accountability, you want to achieve more, you want to keep pushing forward, you are going to crush it because you're able to ask me questions on those coaching calls and I can help you to keep growing. So go and check out Dominate at michaelmojo.com.au and also the other coaching programs as well if you want to keep growing. Take care, have a great day and keep kicking ass. I'll see you on the next episode. 